Hi everyone, today is October the 8th, 2020. Welcome to Tax Now, your go-to podcast for discussing new and old tax issues alike. I am your host, Sophia, and welcome to all my listeners. Today, we will be discussing American actor Wesley Snipes' trouble with federal agency, the Eternal Revenue Service, regarding his personal tax returns. Some of you may remember actor Wesley Snipes from movies such as The Blade Trilogy and The Expendables, and if you're a stand-up comedy fan like me, he's often the punchline for many tax evasion jokes. We are looking at court case United States versus Wesley Trent Snipes, which was the original court case brought against Snipes for issues relating to personal income tax returns. Later, we will briefly discuss Snipes' recent troubles with the IRS as well. In October 2006, Wesley Snipes, Eddie Ray Kahn, and Douglas P. Rozelle were charged with one count of alleged conspiracy among the three to defraud the government in violation of 18 U.S.C. Section 371. Specifically, the conspiracy was related to the Internal Revenue Service's attempts to collect income taxes owed by Snipes. The three were also charged with another count in violation of the False Claims Statute, 18 U.S.C. Section 287. The charge was that all three persons in 2001 aided and embedded each other in filing of an amended income tax return for Snipes relating to tax year 1997 and falsely claiming a refund of more than $7.3 million. Finally, another six counts were brought solely against Snipes, charging offenses in violation of 26 U.S.C. Section 7203. Namely, he he failed to file income tax returns for tax years 2000 through 2005, each year being a separate count. Eddie Ray Kahn is an American tax protester and founded the American Rights Litigators and ran two for-profit businesses, all of which were deemed by the U.S. Justice Department to be illegal tax evasion operations. Douglas P. Rozell was indeed an employee at the American Rights Litigators Group. Khan's involvement in Snipes' tax cases plays into Snipes' reasons for failing to file tax returns. In the first count, Snipes argued all essential elements of the crime defined by 18 U.S.C. Section 371 were not present. The U.S. District Courts in Florida, where the case was heard, thought differently. The essential elements of the offense of conspiring to defraud the government, to defraud, sorry, not the, the government of the United States, are one, an agreement between two or more people to defraud the government. Two, the accused's knowing and willful and participation in that agreement. And three, the commission of an overt act by one of the conspirators in the furtherance of the conspiracy. The courts determined that the language in the indictments clearly matched the elements for Section 371 and felt that there was enough evidence to proceed with the charges. With regards to the second count, filing an amended income tax return and falsely claiming a refund of $7.3 million, 
Snipes claimed to be a non-resident alien, therefore not subject to the U.S. tax laws. This is in fact false, as Snipes was born in Florida. This strategy is a popular tactic used by tax protesters, such as Edicon, to avoid paying taxes to the U.S. government. Furthermore, Snipes created a false 1040 X return, an amended 1040 return, and demanded the $7 million refund, saying it was paid in error. This filing is what ended up causing the IRS to launch a criminal investigation into Snipes, as he heavily used the 861 argument, discussed later, as a basis for claiming the refund. Finally, on the six separate counts brought against Snipes, Snipes used the 861 argument, which is the main argument used by the American rights litigators, the ALR. Excuse me, the ARL. The argument is essentially the domestic earnings of individual Americans do not qualify as income under 26 U.S.C. Section 861 because the earnings do not come from a listed source. Snipes earned more than $37 million in gross income from years 1999 to 2004, and he did not file individual income tax returns for any of those years. After many meetings with the ALR, Snipes began lengthy conversations, sending treatises describing theories about why the IRS was powerful powerless to collect income taxes from him and several altered tax forms demanding money for taxes he had rendered in earlier years. Snipes' correspondence with the IRS advanced several arguments justifying his failure to file his personal tax returns, including that he was a non-resident alien to the United States, that earned income must come from sources wholly outside of the United States, that a taxpayer is defined by a law by law as one who operates a distilled spirits plant, and that the Internal Revenue Code's taxing authority is limited to the District of Columbia and insular possessions of the United States, exclusive of the 50 states of the Union. Snape's also Snape's <laughs> not Professor Snape from Hogwarts here, but Snipes also claims that as a fiduciary of God, who was a non-taxpayer, he was a foreign diplomat who was not obliged to pay taxes. He used all these arguments with the IRS and the re- reasons why they can't collect money from him. Snipes was later acquitted of the first account to defraud the government and on the second count of filing a false claim with the government. He was found guilty on three misdemeanor counts of failing to f- failing to file federal income tax returns and was acquitted of the other failure to file charges. The other indif- two individuals in the case were acquitted on the Sorry. The other two individuals in the case were convicted on the conspiracy and false claim charges in connection with the income tax refund claims filed for Snipes. In 2008, 
excuse me, in April 2008, Snipes was sentenced to three years in prison for willful failure to file federal income tax returns under under 26 U.S.C. Section 7203. Khan was sentenced to 10 years in prison, and Roselle was sentenced to four and a half years in prison. While serving time, Snipes appealed his case, in, this time to the U.S. Supreme Court. In, Ju- in June 2011, Snipes petitioned for certiori, sorry, my Latin's all, not all that great, However, this petition was denied, meaning the Supreme Court denied to hear his case. Snipes was released from federal prison in April 2013 and and finished the remainder of his sentence on house arrest in July 2013. Although Snipes served for his tax crimes, that doesn't mean he's off the hook with the IRS. In fact, Snipes owed more than $23 million to the IRS. Snipes filed an offer in compromise an OIC, which allows you to resolve your tax obligations for less than the full amount you owe. You generally submit an OIC because you because one of three things apply. One, you don't believe you owe the tax. Two, you can't pay the tax. Or three, there's no doubt that you owe the tax, nor that you could pay it, but in exceptional circumstances exist. According to tax... According to court documents, specifically Tax Memo 2018-184, Snipes made a cash OIC of $842,061, less than 4% of his total underlying liability, claiming, among other things, that he did not have the means to pay off the debt. The offer was rejected. Snipes failed to provide documentation of his assets and financial condition. Further, when the IRS was evaluating Snipes' offer, they made to determine his reasonable collection potential, which they determined was about $17 million. Snipes disagreed with the IRS's decision and eventually took the matter to tax court. The judge sided with the IRS, finding it justified in determining that accepting the offer wasn't in the country's best interest, meaning Snipes must has to find a way to pay the $23 million tax bill. From this case, we learned that it's probably better to file and pay your income taxes because as a, as a U.S. citizen, it is your civic duty. A more analytical conclusion of this would be under Treasury Regulation Section 1.6012-1A1, income tax return must be filed by every individual who earns a threshold level of income. Furthermore, the obligation to pay tax is, tax is described in Section 6151, which requires taxpayers to submit payment with their tax returns. Failure to pay taxes could subject the non-complying individual to criminal penalties, including fines and imprisonment, as well as civil penalties. In other words, payment of federal taxes is not voluntary. Finally, for federal income tax purposes, gross income means all income from whatever source derived and includes compensation for services. IRC Section 61 
Any income from whatever source is presumed to be income under Section 61, unless the taxpayer can establish that it is specifically exempted or excluded. I think it's safe to say from this case, Snipes followed very bad tax advice from Eddie Kahn and Douglas Frizzell, um, founder and employee, respectively, of the ARL. Paying tax is not a voluntary is not voluntary in the U.S., you are required to pay tax. Um, Well, and that is all we have regarding actor Wesley Snipes and his personal tax issues with the federal government. Thank you to all my listeners for tuning in. I look forward to sharing more with you all on Tax Now. Until next time, I'm your host, Sophia. Goodbye.